0: Welcome to Transy it. I'm Joe,
1: and I'm the dad. And I'm Raya, and I'm the daughter. Hey, happy New Year! <laughs> yes, it's New Year's Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't believe it's New Year's Day, twenty twenty four. Can you imagine? It just has gone by so fast. I cannot get over it.
0: Well, and yesterday was my birthday. You know, that's a milestone. It for is me. a milestone. Yes,
1: yes, yes. I had the big eight How do you yeah. feel? Do you feel
0: eighty? Oh, well, I, I kind of feel seventy nine. <laughs> <laughs> Because it is new year's day we're starting off the new year with a couple of new things this is the first time we've had two guests at the same time in our
1: studio here we're experimenting by adding another microphone and we've talked a lot about my coming out story and we've had a few other people on but this is the first time where we have a couple living in the community that is going to share their story so we're very grateful to have you here we have roy and matthew tell us about yourself my name is Roy. I'm 68. You know, they always say young
2: at heart. And Matthew, tell us about you.
3: I am Matthew and I am 51. And the pronoun to use? He, him. Yep. He, him. Okay. We have been together in February. It'll be 28 years <gasps> married six. What? Wonderful. Oh. So,
2: that's terrific. Yeah. I actually had to count that on my fingers this morning because I knew I was going to forget how long we've been together. (laughs) How did you meet? It was Groundhog's Day, February 2nd, 28 years ago. I was working at the Grand Seasons Hotel as the bar manager, and he walked in, and I just fell head over heels in love, boom, right at that very moment. He came in with a couple of friends. It was crowded because we had karaoke that day. So that's when we met was on Groundhog's Day, February 2nd.
1: So you get to relive that then (laughs) over and over again? Over over and over again, yes. (laughs)
3: Not the karaoke part.
1: Right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or slinging drinks, you know,
1: anything like that. But yeah. May I ask for each of you, how do you identify as like gay or bisexual, pansexual or gay? gay? (laughs) See, we did it at the same time. Yeah. Yep. Roy, I understand you were married before though? I was. Um, I was married for
2: 20 years. I have two children and I have six grandchildren. Another boy's coming. my son is they're expecting another little boy. They have two girls and my daughter's got a son and a daughter. She's got the oldest and she has another her part her partner's little girl. So I include her as my grandchild too.
1: Mm-hmm. And do they live nearby?
2: My son lives here in town, and my daughter lives out of town, Mm -hmm. but close by. Mm -hmm. That's nice. Mm -hmm. I'm not that lucky. I have most
0: of my family right here, not too far away, but I've got a small part of our family in Texas. Mm -hmm. So we go down there every year and spend time so they know us. And Matthew, what about you?
3: My family lives all within two hours. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we get together quite a bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Each of you came out about the same time, or was it different
2: for each of you? I came out uh, later in life. I was, like I said, I was married for 20 years. I had no feelings or n- no idea about how my life was going to turn out until the first time I met Matthew.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And to me, it was like hitting a brick wall. It was like, Wow. Yeah, because I had no idea until later in life, and he just stole my heart at first sight. Mm
3: -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. And I don't know when I would say I officially came out. I never personally felt that need to explain it to my family. I guess I viewed things as they didn't explain their relationship, so why do I? But after my dad passed away, then I wish I would have talked to my parents about it, and I did talk to my mom about it, I did feel different after telling her openly about it. What do you mean by different? Freer. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. You know, I guess I. I internally didn't think it would matter, but it did. <laughs> and you I wish I would have had the opportunity when my dad was still. I alive.
1: hear that often. I think so. I think we've always said the closet is no place to live.
3: Oftentimes
1: we figure like you did, I don't need to have this conversation. But for some reason, when you do, it feels liberating. Why do you think that was for you?
3: I think it was because after my dad died and I was thinking on things, it almost felt like I felt a need to hide something that I outwardly thought I wasn't. So internally, it just needed to happen. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. although it was a good conversation with my mom. And she said we had a lot of conversations about this. She said we're not as dumb, so to speak, as you might think we are. We are aware. (laughs) (laughs) She said we were just waiting for you to say something. And how old were you when you did that? I was 31.
0: Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Long after high school. Yes.
3: Yeah. The very first person I ever said anything to was a client of mine, kind of through her prodding. But she had relatives that were gay and she just kind of picked up on things and and that was that. And here and there, a relative, but for the most part, I've never hid who I am per se if someone asked me, but I didn't necessarily start a conversation with it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now, did you have relationships before that? No. As, no, Roy's, there was nothing.
3: Roy was my first. Your very first. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The first time I saw him, I left and I went out to my car. I just kind of looked in the mirror and said, I'm going to have him. Wow.
1: Wow. And then Roy, for you, you at that point hadn't come to terms with your own sexuality? Uh, No, I have not. Because it was just like I said, just like hitting a brick
2: wall when he first walked in. I just watched him walk in. I just kind of like stared all the way until he sat down. You know, so, yeah, I mean. Wow.
1: Yeah. So it was truly love at first sight. It totally
2: was. It was. Yep.
1: That's Actually,
0: I've heard that same story, a similar story like that from your grandfather when he met his second wife. It was the same way. They were in their 80s. His wife had died, my mother-in-law. When he walked in, she turned to the person who was sitting with her and said, I'm going
1: to marry that
0: man. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
1: And I think I feel a little bit the same way with my grandfather as you did with your father. I wish that I would have had a chance to have that conversation with him. I think because he never got to know the real me. Yes. And that's yeah. that's always that's a little bit sad. It feels like I was hiding a part of myself and mm. I wish I wouldn't have done that.
3: And I you know it's ironic but I'm I would say in my family of my siblings I'm the most like my dad. Mm. <laughs> so I don't know if that was part of it.
1: Talking with your mom, it sounds like he knew.
3: Yeah, yeah, they yeah, they discussed it. Mm-hmm.
1: And were they accepting? Was he accepting before it came out? Yeah, on?
3: ironically, I think that um, after talking to my mother, I, I, in my head, was thinking she would have an easier time and he would have a harder time. And after talking with her, I felt he had an easier time than she did.
1: And do you have any idea why? What was, what were the issues?
3: I don't. If I had a feeling, it would maybe be the whole expected, like, get married, have a family thing. Don't you want, you know, she did say something about, don't you want to have kids? Which I do, because Roy has kids. So, and personally, I've never had a drive to have children. So, no. So that is your family now? It is, So
1: are you dad and are you grandpa?
3: They've never called me dad. Some of the grandkids call me grandpa. Yeah. But it was different in that regard, too, because his daughter wasn't as open about our relationship with her kids. And I don't know what that dynamic was, if it was her husband at the time, how he felt about things or being labeled. But his son's family has always referred to me that way. And it's fine either way.
2: Yeah, they call Grandpa Matthew. And, you know, sometimes Kelly says, my two dads. So... Mm -hmm. With me coming out, it was a lot easier because my parents and grandparents have all passed before any of this happened. And the first one I came out to was my daughter. And we were living together at the time, and she wanted to move in with us or move in with me. So we were on our way to go shopping. We were in the car. So I told her there's something I need to tell you. And she knew Matthew before that. I mean, they have met. And I said, Well, you know, Matthew is living with me, I'm gay. She looked at me, she started crying, I started crying, we had to pull the car over, and she said, Dad, that's okay, you're still my dad, and I love you for whoever or whatever you are, that'll never change, you're always going to be my dad, so when can I move in? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it was that day after we got done shopping, then we went and got her things, and she moved in that day. Yeah. She sounds to me like
0: she's very, a lot, lot of common sense there. Yep, and uh, it's but, just like, you know, and I was kind of
2: nervous. So it was a little bit longer with my son than I when I told him because he was young yet, still in school. So I waited a little bit longer to tell him. He accepted it right away as well. I did the
0: same thing when Raya came out. The first thing that came to my mind is either you accept it or you lose her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's nothing in between, and that's always true. Those that accept it right away, it makes all of our lives
1: much easier. Yes. Have you had anyone in your extended family that has been less accepting? I haven't, because I just have my two kids and my grandchildren.
2: I don't have any other relatives that I know of. So it was just my children that I had to. I came out to. And they told their children, yeah. So with me, I didn't have anybody outside of my immediate family.
3: Um, I have on on my dad's side. I would say it, it, it wasn't, <laughs> but they're not people that talk about anything. So I was just part of the plan, so to speak. My mom's side, yes, she has some sisters that are. More faith-driven, we'll say. So they had a more challenging time, we'll say. They're they're better with Roy now. I don't know how they feel. It doesn't affect me, but they weren't as kind, we'll say.
1: <laughs> Did they ever have conversations with you or initiate conversations?
3: No, and not directly to me. Just what I heard, you know, hearsay. But that's for what it's worth. Roy initially would come to me with family at family gatherings, they wouldn't talk to him. You know, they just kind of like isolated us, so to speak. So then it just didn't happen, you know, and then there was the question, well, why isn't he here? Well, because if we aren't here, I'm not there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's a package deal. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Which is an interesting concept because we're talking a lot about allyship and what it means to be a good ally, And oftentimes, I think when we're thinking about being an ally, you don't think about, am I talking enough to this person? It's easy, I think, to tell yourself, I'm not being rude. In fact, I'm not doing anything. And I'm sure they went away not thinking that they had misbehaved or done anything. And yet, it was such a subtle signal to you.
3: I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I could have engaged in conversation, but I chose not to also, so...
0: So in the 28 years that you two have been together, have you experienced at all, uh, either individually or as a couple, have you experienced any negatives at all? Neighbors are not happy that you're there, or there are people who in your past have been non-affirming and those kinds of things, or when you've been together, have you noticed any strangers reacted differently? Any of
2: that? Well, when we first bought our house, (laughs) we have one neighbor that, you know, the people that we bought it from said, oh, we sold our house. And he said, it's not that gay couple, is it? Uh And yeah, so that's the only negative thing that came our way. In 28 years? Yeah, that I know of. You weren't there when they said it, were you? No, no, we weren't there. The previous owners told us that this gentleman said this. That he had said this. Yeah. He he doesn't communicate with me. He talks to me all the time. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. He'll say, hey, you know, have a good day, you know. But yeah, every time I'm outside, he's always engaging in conversation with me. But every time Matthew's outside. He runs He he runs. No (laughs) kidding. He darts the other way.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) We're still there.
1: Yep. (laughs) You don't bite, do you? No. (laughs) Mm-hmm. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, have you lived at that same place for almost 28 years?
2: No, we only lived there six. for six. Oh, so, I yeah. see. We lived out in the country before that. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Marriage. Did you kind of consider yourself married before the law?
3: Mm, I didn't.
1: <laughs>
2: I, I did because we were together for I mean, 22 years before. So, yeah, I kind of just
3: figured we were. <laughs> I guess it was kind of like the... the coming out explanation thing. I'm like, why Why do we have to have a piece of paper to say we're married? Um, and I proposed to him, ironically, and it was, I don't even know, it was just like one day, I'm like, I think I wanna get married. And when I w- would tell people, they're like, you? Because <laughs> they know how I felt before. I'm like, why, why do I have to be married? There again, it did change how things were. But we're just like any other married couple, which might disappoint some people. But (laughs) we have the same issues. Two people going through life together and the things they deal with.
0: That's the thing that we want most people to understand. It's all normal. It's a normal marriage. It's a normal life. And I think a lot of people who are on the outside, who are trying to understand. They're not necessarily allies at this point, but they might be listening to this podcast and wanting to be. But they just don't understand. It isn't any different from anybody else. And people have a hard time in the beginning understanding that. We had a whole podcast with a uh, doctor of, of veterinary science who told us about how normal this is in the animal world. And that actually was one of our most popular ones. That's what we really try to get across continually. Mm -hmm. This is normal life for everyone.
3: Yeah. There's there's no differences. I have a lot of clients that share their personal stuff with me and their relationship things. Whenever I add anything that's relatable, generally, like the reaction is surprising. Like, that's how I am with my partner. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, because it's not any different. (laughs) You know, and for no. our
1: listener audience, what do you do?
3: I am a hairdresser,
1: and so you get people coming in talking about their lives everything. and talking about everything. Yes. You hear, you get to hear everything. I've heard
3: it all. <laughs> yep. yep. On occasion, I will say that's a first, but it's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, I hear more than we do. Literally, yes, <laughs> I do. There's a lot of personal things that are shared with me with people that struggle with many different things oh, yeah. that the public, they feel would not accept of them that they share. And they're comfortable in my space, which makes me very happy. And that, I've yes. often been told I'm, I'm easy to talk to. Like, I don't know why I'm telling you this. And I'm like, it's okay.
1: What <laughs> right. sorts of things do people talk about that maybe would be a surprise?
3: Um, Marriage problems. <laughs> oh, sure. Divorce, thinking of divorce. Yep. We're very (laughs) therapy-related, I guess. I don't know if I would give my advice as much as my experience. But they seem to come away from it with something that helps, which is good.
1: So maybe in a sense you're bringing your vulnerability into that space and they feel comfortable talking to you? Yes, yes. Even my ex-wife
2: has accepted us. We do gatherings, birthdays, holidays, and she comes to all of our family functions and celebrations. So she is accepting of us as well.
0: Did that take a long time for that to happen?
2: It did. It did take a long time for that to happen. At first, we didn't communicate. I get a phone call one day saying, she said, I just have to ask you a question. She said, are you living with a man? And I go like, I am. And she said, are you gay? And I said, I am. And she says, I don't care. That's fine. She says, I don't care what you do with your life. Our life together is over. And what you do now, it's your business. And I don't care. Mm -hmm. But it was a few years. I mean, the first year that we were together, it was hard not to be with my kids at Christmas time. Of course. Yeah. So he went to his family's and I just stayed home.
3: But you're like mourning.
2: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it was just something totally different, not being with the kids
3: on Christmas.
2: But yeah, it was a couple of years, and then then it was way better for me. You mentioned before, Matthew, you
0: mentioned too, when you first came out, you said it was freeing. When your wife said, I don't care, did you have that same feeling, this
2: is freeing? I did, Um, because I didn't know how she was going to react or feel about this and stuff like that. And when she actually called that one day and said that it was just like something had got lifted off of my shoulder. It was kind of like the final piece to the puzzle when Mm -hmm. she called and said, it's your life now. Our life is done together. What you do, I'm getting chills right now. It's your life now, so she accepted it, and now we go to holidays together. She's invited to everything, and birthdays, Christmas, every holiday, she's there and celebrates right along with us.
1: Probably took some some time. You needed some space to right sort of get reacclimated with one another. Mm-hmm. With that relationship, did your sexuality play into the ending of that relationship? Uh, no, it did not.
2: Because um, we had talked about divorce prior to that. Oh. Yes, because we just um, fell out of love. Um, and I did not divorce because of meeting Matthew. Um, we were talking about it. We were going to wait until the kids were out of school, and then we were going to divorce because we just fell out of love. Our interests were going in different paths, you know, as far as friends that we've had, even high school friends, our jobs. So it was kind of like she more or less kind of like disagreed with everything I was doing when we were married (laughs) with my jobs and our friends. And I said, well, these are your friends, too. I said, they're our high school friends. Well, why do you always have to go out? I said, you're invited, too. You know, so it was more of a mutual decision that we were going to divorce after the kids were out of school. And I said, you know why? Why put the kids through this? Why put myself through this and my ex-wife through this? I said, I think we should just call it quits like now. And then, you know, then we moved in together and stuff like that. So my divorce was not connected with this. It was this. We were just planning it anyway. And we weren't compatible anymore. We're just like not getting along. And my oldest child was out of school and youngest was just starting. He had four years left. And we just said, let's just call it quits now.
0: Well, I think this is interesting insight that we're getting into a couple. If you have some questions that you'd like to ask them, we know where they live. (laughs) And we'd be happy to answer your questions. Email us at transdescended at gmail.com. If you have any other ideas or any thoughts, We are working on our editorial calendar for 2024. If you think this is helpful to someone else,
1: share this podcast with them. We've got some great episodes coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Next week, we're going to be talking about our approach to cultural conflict and just asking, are we making things worse with the way that we're approaching people? And then after that, we're going to be talking about a taboo subject, quote unquote, sex change surgeries. We have someone here who has experience. <laughs> <laughs> You'll want to be back here for those. We've got a lot of great stuff coming up. Ryan Matthew, thank you again so much for coming today and joining us. The thing that strikes me is how normal your story is, <laughs> how much it is just like any of the stories that we go through, that it it's unique in the same way that we all have unique stories. Thank you for coming and sharing your story with us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Next Monday is another exciting podcast,
0: so we'll see you Monday.